Welcome to the Savvy Social Podcast, a show for passion-led entrepreneurs and business owners who want to learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I am fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can build connection, create engagement, and make your difference in the world. Now, our show is brought to you by Traject Social, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. You can try them out for yourself for free by going to trajectsocial.com. Now, today's guest is Perna Malik, and we had a fantastic conversation about sales and social and how it all works together. How do you actually convert people on social media? But for those of you who don't know Perna, she's a certified conversion copywriter who has mastered the recipe for writing copy that both balances persuasion and personality with a scientific precision for conversion science, ensuring that you get the ROI your business deserves. She is the co-founder of the Content Bistro with her husband, and they've worked with over 450 clients worldwide, including some of the biggest and best names in the industry like Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and Bushra Azar. Oh, as, I always say her name wrong. I love Bushra though. Her content is fantastic. Anyways, uh, Perna is the creator of the Connection conversion framework. So she specializes in creating sales pages, emails, and website copy that woo hearts, minds, and of course, wallets. So in this conversation, we talk about the 4S strategy to creating social media content that actually converts. We talk about how to set yourself up for success when it comes to writing conversion copy, how to research your potential clients and really get an understanding of their wants and needs, even if you don't have any buyers yet, which definitely listen to the end for that tip because it is amazing. But before we dive into the interview itself, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what I have coming down the pipelines, especially for those of you who are social media managers or you do social media as a service for your business or in your job. So I am creating this Epic workshop. Um, at the time of recording this, I haven't nailed down the name yet, but you can find it by going to onlinedrea.com slash workshop. And we're going to talk about the shifts that your business needs to make to improve things today. Like this is a work workshop, like bring your pen and pencil. We're going to get nitty gritty. We're going to dive into what you can start doing today to make a difference. And the reason that this is going to be so powerful is that there's a lot of money on the table right now for social media managers because of the pandemic in the world right now, people are turning to digital marketing. And my kind of inspiration for this workshop and my program is that I'm almost completely booked. Like I can take maybe one or two more clients, but I am very booked up and I want to spread the love and help you get more clients too. And in a way that makes sense for you. Um, For me, I don't have kids. Um, I just bought a new fancy house. I'm hustling. I'm working. But maybe that's not the case for you. Maybe you want to work 20 hours a week, but make bank. Maybe you only have um, you know, five hours on the weekend. Whatever the case may be, I want to help you create a business that works for you 
and have it be so powerful that you have the consistent revenue and consistent income of social media business. So check out the workshop, onlinedrea.com slash workshop, and I'll put the link along with this podcast. But without further ado, let's dive into today's episode with Perna Mallet. Hey, Perna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here, Andrea. I am just so excited to chat with you. Me too, because I have been fangirling over your copywriting <laughs> skills for a while. I actually have this bookmarked in my Google Keep for the day that I need to hire a copywriter to redo my sales page because, you know, that'll be eventually sometime in the future. So I have been a personal fan for a while. Oh. Uh, but for those people who are just kind of um, tuning in and want to get to know you a little bit better, can you tell us how you started with your copywriting business? Because you and your husband run it together, correct? That is correct. First of all, thank you so much for those kind words. I cannot wait to write for you whenever you're ready. That would be so much fun. Um, so my copywriting journey started way back in the day. It did not start as a copywriter journey. It actually started as, on a blog and social media path, actually. Um, I had a mom blog and that kind of led to me getting some very part-time, you know, like blogging gigs. People would read the blog and go, would you write for us? And I'd say, okay, cool. And this is like, I was a new mom, young mom. My daughter was like nine months old when I started the blog. So I did have like time when she would nap and things like that, you know, so I would, I was doing this very part-time, but then um, my husband got uh, really sick and he had to leave his full-time job and, it was when we were working towards helping him get better. He had chronic inflammation, which also we discovered thanks to uh, one of the blog readers, but like because I shared his his illness on the blog, and you know she emailed me saying, "Okay, get his pH levels tested." So we discovered he was like he had chronic inflammation. Um, so well, he was on bed rest for about a year, and then when he started getting better, we started having the conversation about whether he'd go back to work because he was working with American Express before that. Or he was actually very keen if we could take the part-time blogging thing into and turn it into more of a full-time thing. It honestly, it scared me a lot because I left the, you know, like the security of the paycheck. <laughs> so I was like, should we, should we not? But anyways, we thought we thought we'd give it a shot for a year. We literally like had no connections, no money, nothing. But we we jumped feet first into doing business blogging, uh, and then those clients started telling us like, would you do social media for us as well? Would you manage our Twitter? Because like super active on Twitter at that point of time. So, so social media was, has always, always been a big part of my journey along the way. Those, you know, like a couple of our clients started asking us about sales copy, you know, Oh, I'm launching this course. Would you've been writing for me? Would you write the sales page for this? Would you do the emails for this? And that's how I kind of fell into copywriting, but I'm, I'm a type A and and on Enneagram 9. I needed to know everything I possibly could about copywriting before like, you know, charging people good money for it. So I really studied the art of copywriting, obviously read all the books, took a bunch of courses, got certified by Joanna Veeb of Copy Hackers, who is the original conversion copywriting queen. And, um, and I'm like, literally, I think probably one of 12 certified copywriters. Um, conversion, uh, like a uh, copy hacker certified conversion copywriter. And 
Yeah, and then here we are, <laughs> all those years later. So that's my journey in a nutshell. Over the years, we've had the you know honor and privilege of working with with like literally hundreds and hundreds of clients, including including Pat Flynn and uh, Ali Worthington, Amy Porterfield, um, Dr. Eric Zelensky, Kirvin Ray. Um, yeah, like so many, so many amazing people. <laughs> So for those people who are listening and maybe wondering what is conversion copywriting, what is sales copywriting, can you tell us a little bit about the difference in your approach to copywriting? Yeah. How I look at it is essentially copywriting, conversion copywriting essentially is based on a lot of research. It is steeped in research and data, and you use all of that to guide the copy that you're writing. It's actually like 90% research and 10% writing, honestly. There's a lot of research that goes behind the copy, so you know why you're putting a certain word on a page, so you know what's the reason for this subhead or what's the crosshead or what's the reason for this, you know, subject line, so, or length of email for that matter. Um, And the difference between copywriting and content writing um the most basic difference would be content engages and educates and copy engages educates and empowers you to purchase so it goes that's a step further good copy would always engage would educate your prospect and then empower them to make a buying decision so it just goes a step further with that that's the basic difference Yeah. And that's where the magic happens, right? That's where Um, the magic happens. (laughs) So I'm curious to hear your opinion on how we as entrepreneurs and content creators and digital product uh, creators, how can we take some of these um, conversion copywriting skills, like that that power of giving um, our, our audience the confidence to make the purchase, how can we take that into the social media realm? You mentioned kind of doing a lot on Twitter and that sort of thing. So can you tell us a little bit about how those two ideas kind of marry together? Sure. So um, quick disclaimer, although I did start with Twitter, Facebook the, and Instagram these days are my water coolers these days. Um, but there is so much that is like, I love social media. Like I feel social media like literally can, has the power to bring the world together. And for entrepreneurs, the potential is huge when you use it the right way and you don't just turn it into sales media instead of social media. So couple of things like I feel like the easiest way I could like give you like a lot of tips and techniques and throw a lot of strategies at you but I feel like the easiest way for you to remember would be if you think of all the updates that you put on social to fall into these categories so story scenes sage and sales so let me describe that for you so I would like call this like my 4S formula. I'd give it like a fancy name like that. But basically all updates that I've ever written on social media for myself, for clients, for, you know, to sell out offers fall into these four categories. So stories is essentially your why, you know, what your value system. It is what you, you know, it's also, you know, why you teach what you teach. It is, you know, your, your origin story. How did you start? Maybe a snapshot from that or maybe a flashback of what, you know, a lesson that you learned. So stories are, story is essentially you telling a story about who you are, why you do what you do, what makes you, you know, stand out from the crowd of entrepreneurs probably doing the same thing. Uh, 
usually defined by your value system and the experience or the expertise you bring to the table. Uh, you could also take kind of take day in the life story, something your child said or something, you know, you overheard and whilst waiting in line at the doctor's clinic and then loop it back to something that you, you've seen happen in your business. So that story. The next is scenes. Scenes are great. Scenes are snapshots. Scenes are made for social media. That's like, like if you're on a platform like Instagram or Pinterest, that's what scenes are. Scenes are snapshots of your day. Scenes are snap snapshots of your content. Uh, you know, those are like the, the those are like visual pictures. Those are also word pictures. It could just be you know you talking about how what life looks like right now for you, or what your business vision looks like for you. You know, that's just taking people with you behind the scene, taking people with you into your life. Uh, for a podcast host, for instance, scenes could mean sharing your podcasting setup, or maybe you're doing an interview and you, you know, you take a, a make a boomerang and share that, you know, so those kind of, and you, you basically using that content to, prime interest in whatever it is that you're doing. You're actually using this content to, to bring people into your world and get them excited about whatever it is that you do. For me as a copywriter, I'm constantly, if you go on Instagram, I, have, I take you know, screenshots of emails that clients send me. It's in my client love highlights on Instagram. I'm sharing that in my stories. I'll sometimes take the same story, turn it into an update to describe my process. So, you know, those are scenes. Sage, sage is wise. Sage is your advice, your expertise, your point of view posts, you know, the ones where you share what you feel strongly about or what you can teach your audience. And the goal behind this is for you to stand out as an authority, as an expert figure, as also someone who they can, they can trust and they can take that advice and apply it to their business and see a quick win and then come back to you and say, okay, hey, you know, that one tip you gave me, that was like, that changed my life. And that's when you get like a snapshot to share <laughs> for your scenes. So it all kinds of ties together. And every, every uh, social update you share has, has a purpose, has a goal. Story brings people closer to you. It helps them to know you. It helps them to like you. Scenes help strengthen that know and like connection. And then Sage is where they start to trust you, right? Where they see you as an expert. And then finally, you've got sales, which is fairly straightforward, which is where you give them your pitch, where you tell them that, oh, I have this offer and here's why it's going to be perfect for you. And, or if you've been following my content and you like what I've seen so far, that you need to be here and you need to get like, you know, great value. You could, this could be social proof. This could be, you know, just like a series of Facebook live videos where you do like answering questions people have about your offer. It could be a straightforward pitch. It could be a Facebook ad that you put together for your offer. So those are sales. So yeah, so like literally every social media piece of content that you can share can fall into one of these four, four categories. Oh my gosh. I'm over here taking notes, you guys. Like if you're not watching this on YouTube and you're listening, I'm literally like <laughs> writing these down because there's so much gold here. Um, so either come back and listen to this section again or take some notes because that was absolutely brilliant. Um, 
So can you tell me a little bit about your process to social media? I mean, you kind of touched on it already with, you know, taking some of those screenshots of things your client says and um, having the client loves highlights. But do you have an approach for planning your content or do you post as you feel like it? Let us in a little bit about like behind the scenes and the structure of how you post. So we plan our business, my husband and I, we plan our business and our promotions and our, you know, content, like, um, mostly it's like quarters at a time. So 90 day planning, um, chunks and, but the content for social gets planned about a month ahead of time. And that is because we do want a lot of flexibility in, um, and I like having that fluidity and being able to have some white space and also so I can post day in the life or, you know, updates that just kind of come to me while I'm sitting and probably reading something and I want to share. Uh, but at the same time, there is um, there is a plan in place. for. So if you know that we're opening up our program for service providers um, at the end of, say, a month, then my updates would kind of be tailored towards that. You know, the story updates that I would share would talk about how we scaled our business. The, uh, the scenes updates would take people behind the scenes of the program, maybe give them like a video tour of what we're working on or slide decks that our designers just sent over. So visuals they can see and, you know, I'm getting them excited. I'm, I'm not pitching. I'm just talking about what I'm working on. Um, my expert advice or my sage advice would, you know, focus on tips that they could implement, like give them quick tips on, you know, or mistakes that they could be making while scaling their business. So everything's tailored towards that. And then we lead finally into the sales updates. So it's kind of tailored, but at the same time, there's a lot of flexibility and fluidity in that because I, being a writer, there are a lot of times when I just like think of something and I feel like I really have to share it right now. And then the idea of waiting to plug it into a calendar is like, absolutely kills me. So I do need that, you know, the, the white space in between. Um, but we do have an overarching plan um, in place. Yes. So when we're in interacting with you on uh, social media, is it you or your husband or do you like switch off and on? Does one of you take Instagram, one takes Facebook? How do you divvy that part up? <laughs> <laughs> so my husband is not, you know, he he likes Facebook and he likes social media to an extent. I'm like um, the introvert extrovert on social media. I'm a chronic introvert in like real life. Like I'm an ISFJ on the Myers-Briggs scale, but I'm an extrovert. I'm like, I like being an extrovert on social probably. So um, I do spend an unhealthy time on social, <laughs> I would say, but I also use that as, you know, and this is something that my husband told me, you know, when I was like, I think I spend a lot of time on Instagram or Facebook. And he's like, you know, that's actually good research. So that's actually research time. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, it is research because I do end up, I also use social to, uh, to curate content to share. I use social to find interesting people to follow. I use social to also on a personal front. It's not just business uh, for me. Like I said, I love everything about social media. So for me, it's also, you'll find me posting a lot of food updates, which food is actually a part of our brand because like content be strong. So yeah, <laughs> but you'll find me following like and shouting out food bloggers as well. So, uh, so it is actually, you know, a good part of it is research. Um, but yeah, when you're interacting with us in social, it is most often me. We like to, we do have a team. We do have a VA, but things like our emails and, um, especially client emails and um and social like 
we like to be very hands-on. So he would, you know, he, um, he would oversee our VA doing the scheduling. He would have, you know, he would ensure he's basically because he's the CEO. So he generally takes care of ensuring that things are getting like, you know, the operations part are running smoothly. So he'd ensure that scheduling and updates are getting posted on time and if there's a glitch and things are getting posted twice, you know, so he's on top of those things. But if it's like, say, um, a re- like a, a regular update being posted, who's writing it, I'm doing the writing. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I always find that fascinating because um, my husband and I tried working together for a period of time, did not work. Um, so I'm always a like fascinated with the people who can kind of figure it out. And I think the key there is having like clear defined boundaries for like who does what. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one of the things like we've been working together now for 10 years. So it's, you know, it's definitely, it's not definitely been a learning process and it's, there's definitely a, you know, a curve to it. Um, but getting to know each uh, other's personality types, getting to know each other's strengths, playing to those strengths. And then also in my case, especially um, being, like, being a type A, it's been very hard for me to let go of control. So whether it was like hiring people and, you know, like bringing on a new team members, I've always had to, <laughs> to be convinced about the need for it. I'm mean, like, really? Can someone else do this job better than me? <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> but it is, you know, it is a lot about um, leaning on each other's strengths, playing to those strengths, and then having clear defined roles and learning to step away. It, like in my case, it was learning to step away um, from that and letting the other person um, take care of it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, interesting. Thank you. Thank you for indulging in that question for me. <laughs> um, one of the things that you said earlier, I want to circle back to, which was the amount of research that goes into writing good sales copy, good conversion copy. So can you talk to us a little bit about what like some of that re- research is? I know we don't have all the time in the world for a podcast like this, but I wonder if there's like a, a couple starting points you can give us for when we're kind of approaching the idea of writing this conversion-focused copy. How do we start researching what to say? So yeah, research in itself is like a topic worth uh, <laughs> an entire conversation. Uh, but to give you ideas in like a nutshell, I would want to start with things like well-structured surveys that have like open-ended deep questions so you can really understand your audience, you know, um, polls, exit intent polls. Like if you if you got like a website and you're selling maybe products or or even services, you know, maybe on your service page, you could have an exit and intent poll when people are about to click off, you know, you ask them, so where did you find what you needed? Or uh, is there something else? So you kind of get to see how people are engaging with your, with your website, with your content, or you could ask them, you know, or when they reach your site, maybe you could ask, so what is it that, you know, what is it that we can help you? You could just have like a, you know, an automated bot system set up in place just to kind of get gathering data. Um, you could turn your uh, welcome email into a research tool and ask people to self-select themselves into different segments so you can, you know, have tailored communication for them. Uh, you could obviously, one of our favorite ways is to get on calls and interview your, you know, prospects or interview your buyers or interview, you know, your subscribers if you're thinking about a product. So those those work really, really well. Um, content mining from forums and, you know, um, groups and communities online is, is an 
excellent way to get research done and see what people are talking about, what are their struggles, what are their pain areas, what do they really want, or even competition research, you know, like who are they following or who are they reaching out to to solve this particular problem? So say um, you're launching a course on maybe social media management. You want to know, you know, what are their frustrations when it comes to taking care of social media? You want to know who else are they learning from when it comes to social media? So using all of these, that's see, one of the reasons why I love social, because you can like literally get all of this research done like from different social media networks. All it requires is you tuning into the conversations that your your community is having. That's it. Yes. Oh, brilliant. I love that. And I think it's really good balance too between those of us who already have an audience. And even if you don't, you can still do a really in-depth research on your ideal um, clients or customers just by kind of yeah. tuning into the, the communities there. Fantastic. Uh, okay, so I want to end talking a little bit about your program, uh, Profits on Tap, the incubator. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So Profits on Tap Incubator is a 12-week program for service providers who want to scale without going down the agency route or without feeling pressure to launch a course. So we walk you through our framework to you know, be able to um, scale your service-based business in a way that you bring additional value to the table, but you're also able to increase your prices and charge more for whatever, you know, services you're providing. And it's been doing really well. We work with a small group of entrepreneurs and uh, get like a ton of one-on-one time with us through, you know, like um, office hours and group coaching calls. And then we're in the brain, brain trust. And the good thing is that we've got like a really great mix of entrepreneurs in there uh, already. So we've got like graphic designers, copywriters, um, coaches, and virtual assistants. So it's been it's been really really great with people getting some excellent results um, with their uh, you know with their scaling paths and the uh, way they've gone ahead with the program. Yeah, and we're really excited about it, and we'll be um, yeah opening it up uh, soon. So. Yeah, if you would love, if you're a service-based business, we would love to chat with you and see if you're a great fit for it and uh, possibly help you scale. Awesome. So I'll put the link to that in the show notes, or if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be below the video. Uh, Tell us how how else we can connect with you. Give yourself a little shout out. Uh, Oh, thank you so much. So our website, of course, is the best place for you to go to contentbistro.com, but otherwise hit me up on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. And, you know, if you if you've enjoyed this interview, let me know what was your favorite part. Um, and um, Or feel free to reach out to us on Facebook. Again, facebook.com slash contentbistro and instagram.com slash contentbistro. Fantastic. Thank you so much for today's episode. I know I took a lot of lo- notes. If you're listening or watching this, I hope you took a lot of notes as well. Thank you so much again. And that's all for today. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. That interview was absolutely fantastic. Make sure you check out the Profits on Tap waitlist, as Perna mentioned. Um, it is her uh, course, her her really an incubator. Uh, if you want to get in on that goodness, uh, the link will be in the show notes along with this podcast episode. And stay tuned because next week I have Kendra on the show, uh, which will be a fantastic interview episode. And before you go, uh, I do want to remind you to leave a review. 
leave a comment if you're on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, we love to hear your feedback on the show. Your your sharing of the show really makes it such a better place. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Bye for now.